this is my first podcast ever, um, so be gentle. <laughs> um, so obviously this is a podcast about true crime, um, and I really wanted to start off with a story that gets pretty close to home. Um, if you know me, my name is Paige, um, I am 25 years old, and I live in South Arkansas in Union County, um, which is right on the border of Arkansas and Louisiana. Our first story takes us to Strong, Arkansas, about 15 minutes away from my home itself. Um, this is a story about um, three victims, um, two of which were a mother and daughter, and includes a lot of violence and abuse. So if that is a very sensitive subject to you, um, I encourage you to not listen to this episode or really much of true crime anyways. Um, usually they're quite violent, but um, yeah, so this is the story about Edwina Howard and her daughter. Um, so again, this happened in Strong, Arkansas on August the 18th of 2020. Um, so actually just shortly after I moved here. So, um, literally, I moved here August the 3rd um, of 2020, so just a few short days after I moved here, um, and so this is a story about Edwina and her daughter. So to start off, um, I want to begin with a quote from Edwina. Um, she says, and I quote, it was nothing but God. Nothing but God. It was just Him keeping me. The whole time I was there, that's all I did, was pray and ask for angels, and whatever demon was there, I was asking for it to flee." End quote. Um, if you don't know, South Arkansas, Arkansas, Louisiana, Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, um, all of us are included in the Bible Belt. So, um, that's what holds a lot of these people together, um, and that's what holds Edwina together through this entire experience. Um, <clears throat> August the 18th is going to be a night that she remembers for the rest of her life. Um, she had recently broken up with her boyfriend. Um, his name is Lovell Govan Jr., um, or Lovell, I'm going to say Lovell Govan Jr., um, he also goes by the name Boomer. That is his nickname, and that is what I personally knew him by. Um, that's why this hits so close to home. So um, I'm going to be referring to him as Boomer, which was his nickname that everybody knew him by, um, but his legal name is Lovell Govan Jr. Um, so anyways, um, Edwina had recently broken up with Boomer because she caught him cheating on her with another woman. Um, during the week of their breakup, there wasn't a whole lot of conversation, um, not a whole lot, lot of back and forth contact, um, but he insisted on coming over her to over to her for that night because he wanted to grab a few of his things. Um, under normal circumstances, this is completely normal. Um, I know that I've done it, my friends have had this happen, 
Um, you know, whether we go to get our things or our exes come to get their things. Um, as teenagers, we actually used to put their things, like our ex-boyfriend's um, things that we had, like sweatshirts or whatever, um, in a barbecue, and we actually would set everything on fire. Um, me and my best friends are kind of crazy, but I think a lot of people did that back in the day. Um, but yeah, so I guess that was just to, I don't know, signify the ending of things, I guess. Um, but anyways, back to the story. Um, another quote from Edwina, um, she continues with, quote, He's always told me I was the first woman he's never fought that he's been with. Um, end quote. End quote. End quote. Um, yeah, no, that's a red flag. Um, if somebody directly tells you, hey, you're the first person I've never fought with. I don't know if that to me seems like a red flag. Um, I mean, I guess some people would see it as, oh, well, you know, I'm just that great of a person or we just have that close of a relationship. But I personally think of it more as, um, hey, I have been abusive to every person previous to you. Um, and it hasn't happened yet. Um, so yeah, huge red flag for me, personally. Um, but anyways, um, she had texted her uncle to come over, um, while Boomer was coming to her house, which is good rule, cardinal rule, don't be alone. Um, so when Boomer arrives at her house about 20 minutes later, she was in her bathroom hanging up a new mirror, um, and he offered her assistance. Um, and all the while, while he's helping her hang this mirror in her bathroom, he's asking her if they would be married, um, which again, at this time, they're broken up, um, because he was cheating. So he's asking her if they're going to get married and she's like, um, no, why? No. So, um, she said she no longer wanted to be together, um, which I can't blame her. She just caught him cheating, so why would you marry him? Um, so later on that evening, um, Edwina and her uncle were sitting in the living room while Boomer was in the bedroom gathering the remaining of his belongings, um, which was, of course, the plans for the evening at the beginning. Um, she and her uncle, around 12.30 in the morning, so 12.30 a.m., um, began to go get some Coca-Cola, and when she came back, um, Boomer, she gave Boomer the Coke while he was sitting on the couch in the living room. After she gave him the Coke, he pulled the gun out, pointing it towards her and said, I told you. That's absolutely terrifying, just out of nowhere getting a gun pulled on you. Um, never had that happen to me, but I really don't plan on having that happen to me. So, yeah, <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, just, I told you with a gun pointed to your head. Um, so obviously she's frightened at this point. She ran down the hallway to her daughter's room, who was home, by the way. She, she's home, her daughter is home. Um, and she's screaming down the hallway, he has a gun, he has a gun. Um, when she got into the bedroom, her daughter's bedroom, Boomer pulled out two guns and began shooting. Edwina was shot in the arm, the neck, 
and in her eye. Her daughter was shot twice, but Boomer claims that this was an accident because he was only trying to shoot Edwina. Um, of course, you can get caught in the crossfire of things, and when you're shooting a gun indoors especially, um, you can hit a lot of things that you don't mean to. Um, I mean, that's just how it kind of works. That's why we don't shoot fireworks in the sky, or uh, shoot guns in the sky, because what goes up must come down. That is the crossfire of everything. But um, to, to continue, um, here is another quote from Edwina about part of this incident. And again, I want to remind you that this is a very violent crime. Um, it's very traumatic, and if abuse, um, physical, domestic, you know, any, any kind of abuse is triggering to you, or guns, anything like that, um, please just listen to a different podcast or a different episode of a podcast. Um, I just wanted to give you a fair warning that this is a, a very sensitive subject. Um, so anyhow, here's another quote from Edwina um, about part of this. Quote, he kept telling me not to move because he was going to shoot me in the head like he was going to, or I'm sorry, like he was trying to. And the only reason he didn't was because he said the gun got stuck. I asked him if I could get up and he told me no. He was going to watch me take my last breath, end quote. The two of them, her daughter and her, sat until 11 a.m. So from 12.30 in the morning to 11 that next morning, um, they were held hostage by Boomer, both repeatedly begging for medical assistance, of course, um, but every time he denied them access to help. Um, around 6 o'clock in the morning, a um, few hours previous, they had asked him again to go get some help and he responded with it's six o'clock and you're still breathing and almost like he's astonished that they're still alive and their their survival skills their their will to live um i mean that's just awful it's six o'clock and you're still breathing Mind you, at 6 o'clock, it's been since 12.30, so it's been five and a half hours since Edwina was shot in the arm, the neck, and the eye. That, it, it's, it's just too much um, to even fathom thinking about. Um, I just, I can't. But... At 11 a.m., the three walked outside to go to the hospital because he finally said, yeah, sure, I guess you can get help. Um, so 11 o'clock, the three went outside to go to the hospital, but then there were obviously people outside. It's 11 o'clock. Um, so there's people outside, and he demanded that they all go back inside um, because obviously he doesn't want people to see, you know, the fact that he's there, they're there, and... They're shot, and he's not. So, yeah, obviously he makes them go back inside. Um, a little while later, um, 
her niece comes around, and Nina's niece, um, if this is around noon, so um, an hour later um, or so, Edwina's niece comes by, um, and Boomer let her in, um, but obviously did not let her leave. Um, eventually, Boomer said to all of them that they could go get help when it got dark outside, um, but it demanded that Edwina stay to make it seem like a murder-suicide, um, which I don't really know how that I don't know if he was planning on killing himself or not, um, but if he's still alive, it obviously won't look like a murder-suicide. Um, and her daughter's wounded, her 17-year-old daughter is also wounded, so I don't know how he thought that was going to work, but whatever. Um, crazy people going to be crazy people. Obviously, if he shot somebody, the logic just isn't there to make sense of that. So, Boomer got up, walked out of the room and came back with a box cutter, sat down in front of Edwina, and told her that he was going to slice her throat to ensure she dies, since she didn't die from the gunshots. And later on, uh, Boomer got distracted. He, was, he put everything down and was looking at his phone, um, and her niece booked it down the hallway, just ran for it. She saw an opportunity and went for it. She ran down the hallway and out the door. Lovell was following her, Boomer was following her, um, but didn't end up being able to stop her. Um, so when he came back inside, he said that he was sorry. He said, I'm sorry. And as he's saying, I'm sorry, points his gun and shoots it at Edwina's right shoulder. Um, at this time, people have come um, and tried to visit one of which was Edwina's four-year-old nephew. Um, so he's stuck in the house with Edwina and her daughter um, around the same time that her niece came over. So he then turns to her four-year-old nephew to try and shoot him. But she very quickly um, through, I guess, motherly instinct, um, covered her four-year-old nephew, covered him completely, and was actually wounded by the gunshot that he meant to shoot the nephew with. Um, it actually ended up going into her left shoulder um, from protecting him. And then Boomer turns to her daughter, to Edwina's daughter, and shot her in the chest and then left in the niece's vehicle that had been sitting outside in the driveway for um, a couple of hours um, at this point. So her car is still in the driveway running, might I add, and Boomer books it in her car. Um, as soon as he leaves, Edwina rushes to the door, the front door, locks it, and all of them run out of the back door to a neighbor's house. Um, to call the police. Edwina ends up being shot 10 times and her daughter shot three. Um, both held captive for over 15 hours. So, 15 hours, Edwina shot 10 times and her daughter shot three. Edwina was shot in the eye twice, her neck and shoulder also twice and shot once in her abdomen and once in her chest, once in her left arm. 
Um, so that's a lot of shots, um, especially for her to have survived from midnight the previous day, night, until basically noon. Um, she, over 15 hours, she survived with 10 gunshot wounds. Her daughter was shot again three times, twice in the arm and once in the right shoulder, um, which the one in the shoulder was in her chest, so in the front of her shoulder. And that actually had to be um, removed later. Um, and they had complications removing it actually. And she has now numbness in her arm, um, probably for the rest of her life. Um, but at least she still has her life. And we're all grateful that they are alive. Um, so Boomer was on the run from that point on um, and was going between um, Strong, Huttig, Arkansas area through Marion, Louisiana, which is another bordering town in Louisiana, um, and made it to Shreveport, Louisiana. So he was on the run from, you know, I live in Huttig, so Shreveport is two hours away, so two hours and 15 minutes away, he made it to Shreveport, Louisiana, and was finally caught. Uh, this lasted over several days um, before he was caught. So he was caught in Shreveport and was extradited to Union County Sheriff's Office. So he now sits in Union County Jail um, in Arkansas with pending charges of attempted capital murder, kidnapping, theft of a motor vehicle, and residential burglary. His bond is set at $1 million. Um, so, yeah, don't run from the cops, because I'm sure that's an additional charge as well, because um, they deployed helicopters and all kinds of things. I mean, it was, it was a crazy search, but obviously for a reason. He was armed and dangerous. Um, and, yeah, that is the story of Edwina, her daughter, and her four-year-old nephew, and Lovell... Govan Jr., a.k.a. Boomer. Um, while I close this story up, um, I want to mention a quick note of importance. Um, obviously, Edwina and Boomer's relationship was everything but sugar spice and everything nice. There was a lot of verbal and emotional abuse, according to Edwina, um, within their relationship. And I want to make a note that if you or a loved one are experiencing domestic abuse of any kind, um, verbal, emotional, physical, any kind, sexual, um, any kind of abuse, please reach out for help. I know that it's not easy, and I know that a lot of people struggle with getting out of domestic abuse um, relationships or even with your parents, but um, I've included links in the show notes to websites for assistance um, and also hotlines, things that are going to be um, discreet and that are available to you. Um, also, pro tip, um, if you are at a bar with your um, abuser, you can go up to your bartender and order an angel shot and you will be directly um, escorted by yourself. Um, and the bartender will be able to call the authorities for you. Um, but yeah, 
Um, that is the closing of this first podcast. Um, I've also included a link to our Patreon, um, which will help support and get this podcast going if you like true crime. Um, And again, my name is Paige, and I guess that's it for today. Talk to you next time.